Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord is good and his mercies endures forever. Welcome to day 24 of the Avat devotional prayer program. Let us go before the Lord this morning with a heart of thanksgiving. Let us go before him with rejoicing and with praise because our God is good and his mercies endures forever. Father, we thank you this morning. We come with hearts full of gratitude. We come with hearts overflowing with thanksgiving. Thank you for your mercies that are reached towards us and to our families. Thank you for your grace that you have lavished upon us. Thank you for, for your, your favor that we have enjoyed. Lord, thank you for what you have been doing in our lives through this prayer program. Thank you for the word that has come every day like fresh dew. Thank you for instruction in righteousness. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for sound counsel. Thank you for what you have wrought by virtue of this program in our lives this far. We thank you. We bless you. This morning, we come again with great expectation because we know you are not through with blessing us. Thank you because the expectation this morning of your people shall not be cut short in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you because you will change seasons. Thank you, Lord, because you will turn situations around in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you because your people will experience transformation Transformation by the Spirit of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you because you wipe away tears from the eyes of your people this morning. Thank you because, Lord, there will be a new season of joy, celebration by the Spirit of God in the lives of your people in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, our Father. Blessed be your holy name. We give you praise for what you will do in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pastor Ada, thank you so much for the opportunity to share on this platform. Thank you for yielding yourself to the Lord. Thank you for making yourself available for God to use. Thank you for the sacrifices. Thank you for your labor of love. Thank you for your travails. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your mentorship. Thank you for all that you do for the sake of the kingdom. We love you. God bless you. We pray for your family, that your family will grow from grace to grace. We pray for you that you will experience the hand of God on a stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger dimension in the name of Jesus. That your ministry will grow in leaps and bounds. That your impact will grow in leaps and bounds in the name of Jesus. That the oil of the Lord upon your life will never run dry in the name of Jesus. That the inspiration of God, the wellspring of life, that you draw from will not run out in the name of Jesus that the Lord will continually fill you and run you over with his blessings in Jesus name thank you thank you for being a blessing thank God for you in Jesus name amen good morning brethren my name is brother Chooks this morning the Lord has laid it on my heart to share what I've titled as the team the, the, the high cost of assumption. The high cost of assumption. We're going to look at um, Joshua chapter 9 this morning. And we're going to be taking um, the lesson from Joshua chapter 9. Uh, we've been looking at the book of Joshua. So we're going to continue to flow 
with the Spirit of God um, as he leads us. Joshua chapter 9. From verse 1 I read, And it came to pass, when all the kings who were on this side of the Jordan, in the hills and in the lowland, and in all the coast of the great sea, towards Lebanon, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hevite and the Jebusite had about it that they gathered together to fight with Joshua and Israel with one accord. But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and I, they walked craftily. I want you to know that word. They walked craftily and went and pretended to be ambassadors. And they took old sacks on their donkeys, old wine skins torn and mended, old and patched sandals on their feet, and old garments on themselves, and all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. And they went to Joshua to the camp at Gilgal, and said to him and to the men of Israel, We have come from a far country. Now therefore make a covenant with us. Verse 7, Then the men of Israel said to the Hevites, Perhaps you dwell among us. So how can we make a covenant with you? But they said to Joshua, We are your servants. And Joshua said to them, Who are you and where do you come from? So they said to him, From a very far country, your servants have come because of the name of the Lord your God. For we have heard of his fame and all that he did in Egypt and all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to Sihon king of Heshbon and Og king of Bashan who was at Ashtaroth. Therefore our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spoke to us saying, take provisions with you for the journey and go to meet them and say to them, we are your servants. Now therefore make a covenant with us. This bread of ours we took hot for our provision from our houses on the day we departed to come to you. But now look, it is dry and moldy. And these wineskins which we filled were new and see they are torn. And these are garments and our sandals have become old because of the very long journey. Praise the Lord. Verse 14. Then the men of Israel took some of their provisions, but they did not ask counsel of the Lord. So Joshua, verse 15, made peace with them, made a covenant with them to let them leave. And the rulers of the congregation swore to them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to notice two responses. There were different kings and kingdoms. Some of the kings decided to pull resources together. That was one response to fight Joshua and, the, and, and, and to fight Joshua and by extension Israel. But you remember that Joshua had defeated Jericho, had defeated Ai. So they felt that because these were single nations, if they pulled their resources together, if they pulled their 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 men together, they will overnumber and out, outnumber the children of Israel and, and have the victory in the battle. But we discovered that that was not to be. Because if you read chapter 10, you will discover that Joshua and the Israelites routed these kings, defeated them. So their strategy did not work. I'm getting ahead of myself. But there's something I want us to see there. 
that the responses that these kings had, these five kings, they had an alliance. They came together. Let us pull our resources to fight Joshua and the Israelites. If we come together, probably we will defeat them because we will outnumber them. Man for man, sword for sword, spear for spear. We will outnumber them. And they all to be against the children of Israel. But they did not know that the children of Israel were not just fighting in their strength. Like we've learned some days, ago, some days back in this series, the children of Israel were fighting and overcoming their enemies because God was with them. Their strength was in the God that they served and the God that had a covenant with them. Not in their numbers. So the enemy did not realize that. The second response was the response i want us to look at this morning and that's where the title is from the high cost of assumption what is assumption assumption is accepting a thing to be the truth without proof we're going to see why it is very 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 costly the children of israel fell to the trick the the, the craftiness of the of the of, of the gibeonites the hevites because they did not come with swords because they did not come to fight them they came you know in their weakness they came in their they were vulnerable but they had something the bible says they were crafty does that remind us of anyone in the scripture that has such description of course the bible speaks of the devil as the one who is crafty the bible says he's the crafty one he's the serpent if you look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, it talks about the devil being the serpent who deceived the nations. Revelation 12, verse 9, it says, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. So there's something that is akin between the Hevites, the Gibeonites, and the devil. That common denominator is their craftiness. How come they were able to hold on to their land? How come the children of Israel could not possess their, their land? It was because of their craftiness. They entered into a covenant with the, the people of Israel, deceiving them to think that they were from a very, very far country. So they did not come with strength. They did not come with military might, but they came with craftiness. And with the craftiness, they stopped Israel from possessing their land. We must be very, very careful about this particular craftiness of the devil, this particular trait of the devil. We're going to see some examples as we progress in our study this morning. But there's something I want to bring out. As far as God is concerned, the devil does not have power over God's people anymore. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15, in the Passion Translation, it says, Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all powers and principalities of darkness, stripping away from them every weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us. The devil has been stripped of his power to accuse us. The devil cannot accuse God's people anymore. 
Why? Because the blood of Jesus justifies us. The blood of Jesus speaks better things of us than the blood of Abel. So the devil has no legal ground anymore to accuse us because the blood of Jesus continually speaks over God's people. The devil does not have authority over God's people anymore. Why? Because when Jesus was raised from the dead, the Bible says we were in him and we were raised with him too. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 21 speaks about this. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 21 speaks about this. It says, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 21, it says, let's back, back, back track a little so that we can get the contest. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in that which is to come and he put all things under his feet the feet of jesus we are his body jesus is the head we are his body so the feet talks about the body so he has put all things under his feet and gave him that is talking about Christ to be the head over all talking about the church and give him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all so as far as god is concerned the devil does not have authority over the believer anymore the devil does not have the power to accuse again he has been stripped of every power to accuse why because all the handwriting of ordinances that were against us were nailed to the cross. Praise the Lord. Colossians 2.13 So the devil does not have anything again with which to accuse us because Jesus by his blood paid the price. The Bible says he blotted out every ordinance that was against us. All the things that were written against us. All the penalties of defaulting God's laws. He blotted them out by his blood. Hallelujah. So we see that the devil does not have the power to accuse us anymore. Amen. He does not have the authority over the believer anymore because we have been quickened with Christ and raised up with Christ. When he was raised up in the mind and in the eyes of the Lord, we were raised up with him. Praise the Lord. So we are seated together with him far above all principalities and powers at the right hand of the Father. So the devil does not have the power to accuse. He does not have authority again over the believer. Then he has been stripped of the power of death. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says he has been stripped of the power of death. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 in the Good News Translation. He says, since the children as he calls them are people of flesh and blood, Jesus himself became like them and shared their human nature he did this so that through his death he might destroy the devil who had who had look at that it's in the past tense who has the power 
of death. Hallelujah. So the devil does not have the power of death anymore. Hallelujah. Revelations chapter 1 verse 18. Jesus introducing himself to John the beloved on the island of Patmos. He said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Verse 18. He says, verse, Revelation 1, verse 18. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have, I have a present tense reality. I have the keys of Hades and of death. Who used to have that key? It used to be in the hand of the devil. But thank God, that key is no longer in the hand of the devil. That key is with the Lord Jesus, hallelujah. So we see that what the devil has now is the power of deception. What the devil has now is the power of suggestion. What the devil has now is the power of lies. The Bible says in John chapter 8 verse 44, he is a liar and the father of liars. When he speaks, he speaks of his native language, which is lies. So what the devil uses against God's people to take advantage of them so that they do not enjoy their inheritance is craftiness, just like the Gibeonites. They came with craftiness and they were able to make a covenant with the children of Israel. And after they made the covenant, the Bible says, a few days after, the children of Israel discovered that they were just neighbors, that they did not live far away like they claimed. By this time, it was already late. Nothing could be done because they were already in covenant with them. So they succeeded. They ended up becoming slaves to the children of Israel, but they kept their possession. They kept their land. God's plan was all the land should belong to the children of Israel. But they kept the land because of deception. They kept the inheritance that should have gone to the children of Israel by deception. Where the others failed when they allied Together, the kings, the five kings allied together. They couldn't stand against the power of God. They couldn't stand against the might of Jehovah. But deception succeeded where might failed. So that tells us that we need to be careful about the deception of the devil. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because of time, we're going to run. Lessons to learn. Number one lesson. Avoid assumptions in your Christian journey. Avoid assumptions. What is assumption? Assumption means accepting a thing to be the truth without proof. Invariably, assumption is said to be the lowest form of knowledge. They did not fact, fact check what the Gibeonites told them. I knew somewhere inside them they knew that something was not right, but they did not fact check they did not go to check, they did not go to confirm or verify what they were told. They believed the lie of the Gibeonites and they took their lie hook, line and sinker. And because of that, they entered into a covenant and they could not possess their land because of that covenant. Praise the Lord. So we must beware of assumptions. Sometimes you hear a statement being made. You need to find out where is it in the Bible. Is there a Bible verse and chapter for what I just heard? Some people can make bogus statements. It doesn't matter how bogus the statement are. It doesn't even matter who makes the statement. We need to fact check everything we hear against God's word. 
praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We need to check the things we hear. The social media bombards us with all sorts of lies. The news bombards us with all sorts of news and lies. But we need to fact check these things against the word of God. What does the Bible say about kingdom wealth? What does the Bible say about family? What does the Bible say about prosperity? What does the Bible say about health? What does the Bible say about childbearing? Are you going to take the word of an expert against the word of God? Are you going to believe what somebody else says versus what God's word says? Amen. So we need to check up everything we hear and match it with God's word. If it falls short of God's word, throw it into the garbage. Praise the Lord. Without apologies. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3 verse 4, Let God be true and let every man be a liar. Let God's word be true. Let every other person be a liar. Hallelujah. So when you hear something, don't just believe it. Look at that with the word of God. Compare it with the word of God. What does God's word say about that thing? What does God's word say about that situation? What does God's word say about that condition? Praise the Lord. Then take what God's word says and drop what anyone else says. Praise the Lord. Let God be true and let every other person be a liar. Second thing is that they did not seek counsel from the Lord. They did not seek counsel from the Lord. We must not fall into the same error that the children of Israel fell into, especially Joshua. Joshua had a, 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 a challenge. He made a mistake in the past. He's repeating the same mistake. He did not consult with the Lord. He did not ask for God's counsel. When he fought against I, he just assumed because I was a small nation, I can just run over them. But they had the rudest shock of their life. In this same situation, he did not see cancer from the Lord. I am not trying to beat down Joshua, but we're learning from his own mistakes. He needed to have sought the counsel of the Lord. You don't take a decision like that without seeking the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, do not lean on your own understanding. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. He says, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. In all your ways, acknowledge God. In every decision, acknowledge God. In everything that you want to do, acknowledge God. In major decisions, acknowledge God. In small decisions, acknowledge God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 sheds more light on this for us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As believers, the Holy Spirit is our counselor. God has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us into all truth. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 from verse 9. It says, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. These things talk about our inheritance. Verse 10 says, But God has revealed them, talking about those things to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man? 
except the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God, the inheritance that God has for you, has planned for you, has laid out for you. Nobody knows it except the spirit of God. Praise the Lord. So we must commune with the spirit. We must talk to the spirit. We must, we must fellowship with the spirit. Lord, do I go ahead with this business plan? Lord, do I take this job? Lord, do I go ahead with this, 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 this proposal? Ask him. He will guide you and lead you into the fullness of God's counsel, the fullness of God's inheritance, the fullness of God's plan for you. The things that God has ordained for you from the foundations of the world, the things that were written at full time, he will reveal those things to you. He will bring you into the reality of those things. Praise the Lord. Do not live your life in isolation from the Holy Spirit. Do not live your life independent of the Holy Spirit. Because without him, you cannot do much. Hallelujah. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. And I dare say, without the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. No wonder Paul says, I can do all things through Christ, through the anointing, through the Spirit of God that strengthens me. That is the secret of the believer, praise God. Our fellowship, our intimacy with the Holy Spirit. He will show you the property to buy. He will show you the, the, the businesses to get involved with. You can't get involved with all and every business. But there's a business tailor-made from heaven just for you. The Holy Spirit will reach out from the heart of the Father and will reveal that to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He's the revealer. He's the revealer. He's the revealer. He's the spirit of revelation. He's the one that brings revelation off from the heart of the Father to the believer, to, his, to God's people, to God's children. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The last thing we see about, the last lesson we need to learn from this account is that the children of Israel underestimated these people. They looked weak. They looked vulnerable. They looked helpless. They did not come with swords. They did not come with spears. They did not come with bows and arrows. They came and they kept saying, your servants, your servants. In other words, they had already submitted to them. They were saying that we are yours. They came with all subtlety. They came with all cunningness. They did not come with might, but they came with craftiness. The Bible says, lest the devil take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Lest the devil take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. What does that mean? It means that if we are not careful, the devil can take advantage of us. If we're not careful, if we're not sober, if we're not vigilant, no wonder the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 4, Chapter 5, verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant. They were not sober. They were not vigilant. They just underestimated the people. They looked at them from the flesh. They looked at them with the eyes of the flesh. They did not look at them from the spirit. Praise the Lord. And that was their undoing. Hallelujah. But that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. How does this apply to us? It applies to us in so many ways. There are times the devil will come. The Bible says we are not ignorant of his devices. There are certain things that happen to us. 
we underestimate and say, well, it's not life-threatening. Remember Luke chapter 13. The Bible says there was a woman in Luke chapter 13 that was bowed over. She was bowed over. She had a spirit of infirmity. In the natural, it looked like a medical condition. But the Bible says it was the spirit of infirmity. It took Jesus and the discernment of the spirit to know that the devil was behind what the woman was going through. Brethren, do not underestimate the devil. The devil can hide. The devil can, 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 play, can play hide and seek. The devil can, can, can be very funny and crafty. He will do things and will hide so that we will not know he's the one behind those things. So it takes the Holy Spirit to show us. It takes the Holy Spirit to reveal those things to us. To show us what the devil is doing behind the scene that we are not even aware of. To show us the things the devil is planning that we are not even aware of. Praise the Lord. Do not underestimate him. Yes, he has been stripped of his power to accuse us. He has been taken, every authority has been taken away from him. The Bible says he has taken away the power of death from him, but he has the power of deception and he deceives the whole world according to Revelation 12 verse 9. He deceives the whole world. So people can still fall prey to the deceit of the devil. Praise the Lord. But that will not be our portion. In Luke chapter 13, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, be loosed from this bound? In other words, Jesus said this woman was bound and the people did not know it was the devil. They assumed it was a medical condition. They assumed maybe it was hereditary. They assumed maybe because people in our family have that condition. There are things in our lives that we are comfortable with. We're not doing anything about because we think it is, oh, it is one of those health challenges. It is one of those health conditions. But no, it is the devil afflicting us unknowingly. Praise the Lord. We must rise up and confront the devil. We must rise up and confront those things because God's plan is that we are not bound. God's plan is that we are free. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham. What does it mean? A daughter of Abraham. Abraham was the one with the blessing. And not just Abraham. All the seed of Abraham were partakers of the blessing. This woman was a partaker of the blessing of Abraham. But rather than partake of Abraham's blessing, she was partaking of a cause. And that cause was the enemy, the devil was responsible. Jesus was able to spot, identify that, 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 that affliction to be the devil. And he rebuked that devil and he loosed the woman from her bonds. And the Bible says the woman was able to stand upright. Hallelujah. The woman was able to stand upright after so many years of being bound. Beloved, there might be areas of your life where the devil has taken advantage of your ignorance. There might be areas of your life where the enemy has taken advantage of the darkness that has been caused because of the absence of revelation of God's word. But I want you this morning, I want us to pray this morning that God will unveil that God will expose the walking behind of the enemy that we are not even aware of stealing our inheritance from us praise the Lord the first prayer point is father fill me with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in line with your word and your will for my life
In the name of Jesus, I would also pray that prayer. Father, fill me with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in line with your word and your will for my life. In the name of Jesus, La Zanta Father, fill our hearts with revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of your word and your will for our lives. In the name of Jesus, may we not be ignorant anymore. The Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, for lack of revelation. May we not be taken advantage of by the enemy again. In the name of Jesus, fill our hearts with revelation concerning every of our inheritance that you have planned and a portion for us in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes, open our hearts to receive revelation in the name of Jesus. Every veil, let it be torn. Every veil, let it be removed in the name of Jesus. May we see clearly and see our inheritance and see our inheritance and see our inheritance. We can only seize what we have seen in the spirit. May we see clearly Clearly, in the name of Jesus. Amen. The next prayer point. Father, sharpen and increase my spiritual discernment. May I not be dull spiritually. May I not be weak spiritually. May I be spiritually, may my spiritual discernment be sharpened and increased in the name of Jesus. Prayers. Oh Lord, sharpen and increase our spiritual discernment in the name of Jesus Christ. May we not be dull spiritually in our discernment in the name of Jesus. Father, sharpen us in the name of Jesus. Sharpen our discernment. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The last prayer point is, we're going to pray. Father, enlighten any areas of darkness concerning my inheritance and that the enemy has brought under attack and siege in the name of Jesus. Enlighten every area of darkness concerning my inheritance, where the enemy has put a siege and, and, and is assaulting me and my family. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if there is anyone by the name Titi that is listening. I don't know if there is anyone Titi that is listening. Or you have a child by that name. The Lord is saying, this is a new season for Titi. In the name of Jesus. This is a new season. He is the one that controls the times and seasons. He has seen your cries and he has come down to show you mercy. In the name of Jesus, it's a new season for you. In the next 90 days, people will not recognize you again. In the name of Jesus, this is the word of the Lord to you, Titi. Believe it. Just like Mary received the word of that angel. Receive it. Believe it. Declare it to yourself. Declare it over your life. That your season has changed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you praise this morning. 
we give you glory today thank you for what your word has done in our lives thank you because every prayer lord that has been made thank you for the answers in the name of jesus christ glory and honor be to your name in jesus name amen